Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And what's going on, fine citizens? Welcome in to the Wild Wednesday edition of the Detroit City Cast. We're on location here up in Traverse City at the 105th annual Michigan Open. What a great time it is uh, watching some of these amateurs and, of course, pros playing such a true test here at the bear. Uh, always a great time. It's been my uh, seven straight years now. And I've been up here covering this. Oh, my man, Jeff lessons up here. I got my intern, uh, the great judge dread, uh, but no, just a great job. They, they do putting on this tournament here and uh, you know, the whole staff and it's something that really is exciting for a lot of these players. And, you know, you look at a man who last year uh, went to the playoff and lost in a playoff Patrick Wilkes career, who has taught at, uh, he's out of the Kendall Academy of golf, but he also uh, has taught at mayor and coached at university of Michigan. You know, he almost had the course record yesterday shot in a, uh, you know, an 11 under uh, so far through two rounds, 300 uh, on, on Tuesday, but my man, Joe Jessic, who's, you know, kind of flirted with having some good uh, tournaments up here, never really truly contended. He was minus nine on Tuesday until 17 bogeyed had a pretty long 25 foot, birdie putt on 18 that beautiful finishing hole up to the clubhouse the jack nicholas design here at the barrack grand travers and ended up finishing 900 for the day one off the all-time michigan open record but that's where you're at right now you got patrick wilkes career and first at uh, 11 under joe jessick at seven under uh sakenga an amateur at seven under and then another amateur uh coulter smith at six under 
Uh, so that's where you, you're at with the leaderboard. And also, my man Donnie Trosper is tied for fifth with Zach Sadinsky and Jake Need, who needs a former champion. Donnie Trosper, uh, he's a guy that went on those back-to-back qualifiers last year uh, with the Rocket Mortgage Classic and the Workday. And he, you know, kind of had an up-and-down round on Tuesday. He was even par for the day, but minus five. And right there in contention as they go to the final two rounds on Wednesday and Thursday. So great to be up here in Traverse City. As always, we're going to get to my official U.S. Open picks. We've been so good with golf this year. I feel like I got one of the winners. I definitely I feel like I have the winner on one of the selections I have. We're going to talk with my man Jeff Lesson, host a lesson on golf and one of the, you know, he's, he's the longest running golf show in North America. He's up here covering the tournament as well. We're going to get his thoughts on the live golf action. Uh, also what this tournament means to so many people as he's covered this a lot longer than I have the Michigan open and uh, his official U S open selection as well. But let's first take a trip to the Motown betting window. And there is so much to talk about so much to get to. First, I just want to remind everybody that throughout the Stanley cup playoffs, Log into Bet Rivers, bet three ten dollar or more same game parlays, and you receive a free ten dollar bet. Doesn't get any better than that. Also, there's a boosted bet right now at Bet Rivers. Uh, it's a new bet boosted at plus seven ninety. Either team to win all three periods in game number one. Maybe you believe the Avalanche are gonna, you know, take a big lead in the series, you know, or have a big game to take a one zero series lead, and they're gonna win each period. Almost eight to one. I don't think that you'd really believe that, uh, you know, Tampa Bay could do it. But if anyone could, it's the Lightning who have gone back to back and are trying to go back to back to back uh, Stanley Cup titles. Uh, but that's a new bet boosted right now. Bet Rivers plus 790. And taking a look at game number one, which comes up later tonight, should be a lot of fun in Colorado. Avalanche minus 148 on the money line, Lightning plus 128. Puck line Colorado minus one and a half plus 163. Lightning plus one and a half, minus 200 in the total, six over minus 110, under minus 108. I'm going to stay away from game number one. No official selection for game number one, but we discussed this uh, on the Manic Monday show. And I look at the series and I see the Avalanche of Bet Rivers. This has gone down a little bit, actually. There's been some, obviously, some steam on the Lightning because they've been just so good. Avalanche minus a buck 62, Lightning plus 140. While I believe that Colorado is overall been the better team all season long, how can you go against the champs until they're no longer the champs? It's like when Lennox Lewis first fought Evander Holyfield years ago, they had that draw. You got to take it from the champion. I mean, I think Lennox Lewis outboxed him and should have won that first fight. But it's, it's a similar thing in this. There's no judges. But until the Lightning aren't the champions, how can you go against them? And you are getting plus 140. It was a little more uh, a couple days ago. But that's the play for me. I, I have a unit on the Lightning in the series. I think it's going to be a six or seven game series. Yes, it's going to be tough to beat the Avalanche. They've been awful lot. Uh, you know, eight days of rest. But guess what? Rest versus Ross, they could come out really tight. Tampa could win game number one. Maybe Colorado gets tight in game number two. And then the Lightning, you know, take a 2-0 series lead. We saw that with the Rangers. The Rangers were at home, though. And, you know, the Rangers were able to take that 2-0 series lead to Tampa with four straight games. But I think the value is all with the Lightning in the series, plus 140. So that's where I'm at with that. Take a look at the Detroit Tigers, who have gone down in heaps to the White Sox two days in a row or two nights in a row. Now we got a day game at Comerica Park. It's going to be a scorcher in the 90s for the 110 start. It'll be Alex Fajardo for the Tigers. Not been bad, you know, win-loss 
record, not great, but one and two with a two nine two ERA. So not a bad, uh, you know, a few starts for Fiedo. Velasquez for the White Sox, he does have a high ERA. He's two and three with a 5.30 ERA. Not that the White Sox have been playing really well, and Lewis is probably going to get, you know, fired at some point. But I look at this game and the White Sox as a team that, you know, of all their pitchers, Velasquez is probably the worst. White Sox only five more wins than the Tigers. I'm not going to make a play on this, but I'll give you the line here uh, at Bet Rivers. Because, you know, the White Sox clearly a better team right now. The Tigers struggling and really haven't scored a ton of runs at home. Uh, but when you take a look at what the line is right now, coming up for the 110 start, you've got the White Sox as a favorite again. I mean, this is a White Sox team that has a ton of problems. But when it comes to playing the Tigers, doesn't seem like there's that many problems. And we'll see how, you know, game three of the series goes. But I, I just – you look at the White Sox and what they've been able to do against Detroit for the majority of the last few years, and it hasn't been good. So, you know, I'm going to stay away from th- this game, and I think you got to look at uh, the Tigers who are, you know, going to be home a lot. Uh, you know, this has been a big, big homestand, and they've got more coming up. After this White Sox series, they'll host the Rangers for th- uh, four games. And then they'll be on the road at Boston on Monday. But I, I look at this, uh, you know, Tigers team right now, and it's been very, very frustrating to say the least. It's been very frustrating because they're not hitting. Pitching's been okay at times. Obviously, Tyrick School is trying to be the Tigers all-star. But then, you know, and, and Edward Rodriguez is not joining the team right now because of personal reasons. It has been a, a slog for the Tigers. And we thought this would be a year that things could be a little better. But instead, it is not. And uh, right now, very frustrating to see what the Tigers are doing. And we're going to talk much more about the Tigers as we go through the season. And of course, you know, during the all-star break, I'll have some second half numbers for you and predictions and props and things like that. But boy, it's, uh, it's been really, it's been really annoying. You know, let's be honest. If you're a Tigers fan, it has been pretty annoying uh, because this is a team that should be playing a lot better. And I think AJ Hinch is the right guy. I think it's going to take some time. But this team should have, you know, they should have done better than their win total last year. And it's looking right now like that's not going to happen. And that is, you know, that's a frustrating thing if you're a Tigers fan because this team, I expected to maybe at least flirt with a wild card. And, of course, that is not the case whatsoever. Um, So that's where I'm at with this game. I'm going to stay away from it. No uh, reason to do anything crazy as the White Sox are favored in this one. Let's take a look at the NBA Finals. NBA Finals game number six. Remember, we have huge futures on the Warriors. We have Andrew Wiggins uh, to win MVP at 50 to 1. That's a possibility if he has another big game. Celtics at home right now, minus four, minus 109 in game number uh, six, which is coming up Thursday. We'll talk much more about this on the Throwdown Thursday show. Golden State Warriors plus four, uh, four minus 113. Celtics money line, minus 167. Uh, Warriors plus 140. And the total. 210 lowest we've seen in the series over minus 110 under minus 110 as as well all right that is a trip to the motown betting window actually i'm sorry i wanted to do one more thing for you update the series price warriors minus 420 celtics plus 315 you can also bet on the series correct score warriors to win at four to two is plus 130 warriors to win at four to three is plus 155 and the Celts to win it four to three is plus 310. All right, coming. That's a trip to the Motown Betting Winner brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. Coming right up, we'll talk with my man Jeff Lesson live here on location at the Grand Traverse Resort and Spa, home of the 105th Michigan Open. 
Jalas, straight ahead. Baseball is here, and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg same-game parlay of at least twenty-five bucks, and you will earn a ten-dollar free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com. Must be 21, playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem, call 1 800 270 7117. All right, JLS, before we get into anything else, uh, live, love, and glory, if you will, let, let's talk about the Michigan Open. We're up here at the Grand Traverse. It's been around for 105 years. We love coming up here and covering it. And, seeing some of the great amateurs and professionals in Michigan. What it, talk about what this tournament is like for you. Well, I want to know what it was like from you when they first did this thing. What was it like, the, the first one? Well, me and Francis were met. We were walking around here up at uh, the Bear before it was made. You know what, you, I wouldn't be surprised. Always a pleasure to be back here. One of my favorite places to visit in the entire country. A tremendous resort, Grand Traverse Resort and Spa, run by Tom McGee and his staff, and Mark Hill, teaching professional. What a venue for the Michigan Open, and I'm always thrilled to be up here and cover it for every year. Yeah, and, uh, and you mentioned the great Tom McGee. Uh, you also have to try to sometimes, you know, create a buffer between me and Tom because he loves me so much. Sometimes? <laughs> How about every time? But uh, that's a whole other story. We didn't have time for that story. That, that would take a couple hours. All right, well, listen, speaking of love or not any love, and we'll get into the whole Jay Monahan interview with Jim Nance at the RBC Canadian on Sunday in a minute, but... Just, you know, you've been covering golf. You're the longest-running golf show in North America, which I love about you, among many other things. What's the name of it? I forget. I believe it's le- le- Lesson on, lesson on, go- on Blake in Golf. Is that what it is? It's called Lesson on Golf. But no, it's the longest-running show in North America, golf show-wise. You know your stuff. You're very well-connected. You've covered this game forever. you played this game forever. This has been one of the weirdest couple of weeks, I think, in the history of golf. What are your reactions to it? Well... Uh, it's capitalism, whether you like it or not, it's just what it is. Uh, what bothers me about this whole thing is the reaction. Uh, how the players who are taking the Live Tour, Saudi back Tour's money are being ostracized by other people, including uh, the commissioner of the PGA Tour. Uh, you know, it's, and this is not a commentary whether or not the Saudis are doing good or bad things. Obviously, they've had their issues in the past, a very serious one. But is it okay for our government to, to buy oil from them from 100 years and sell arms to them, hundreds of billions of dollars worth every year? By the way, we sell more arms to Saudi Arabia than any other country through Democrat, Republican, doesn't matter, administrations. So why is it okay for our government to take their money for their arms, but not okay for our private citizens? That hypocrisy bothers me. Whether it'll make it or not, I don't know. I think the PGA Tour is going to have to react, though, because uh, I think other players are waiting and to see what they're going to do to sweeten the pot for them, specifically the, the 50 to 125 players, the guys kind of at the bottom of the tour card. Those guys don't have the mega sponsorships. They're not guaranteed a paycheck by showing up. In fact, as you know, and most people know, golfers don't have a contract it's like they're independent contractors they got to make it clever week you've been paid dollar one i predict the pg tour is going to have to react and give them some money just for showing up not huge appearance fees but at least cover their expenses all 125 get something by having their tour card and otherwise uh, you're going to see more people on the exit well no and i think you made a lot of great points there and to unpack a bunch of the stuff and, and and starting with what you said about the whole hypocrisy i, I get that and 
And obviously, you know, you look at the Saudi government, people, you know, definitely accusing them of sports watching, which never seems to work in, and has worked in the past. But what, the, to your last point, I think that's where the real key is for golf fans listening. And, you know, we, you and I, of course, both love golf and love betting on golf and all the different things that golf entails. It's a beautiful game. But it's very tough to make it on the PGA Tour unless you're one of these top guys. And I know that we obviously have seen guys like DJ and Bryson DeChambeau and Patrick Reed and others, even James Piott, who we know as coach, Brian Carnes, just turned pro and, and he went to the live. Is that going to lead to something hopefully positive, like you said, on the PGA Tour, a yearly salary if you have your card, to make it easier for the bottom, not, not bottom feeders, but, you know, number 125 through number 115 that don't make the millions of dollars with sponsorship, et cetera? Well, I think the Tour is going to have to do something because a lot of players are watching, and I think that'll be only fair. To be one of the 125 best players in the world, yeah, I think like other, most other professional sports, team sports, you deserve some kind of minimum salary, at least covering your expenses. Every other sport's got one. Yeah, just about. And, you know, they got to pay for their travel, their lodging, rental cars, uh, not to mention their caddies and their expenses. So it's tough if you're not one of the top 50 guys in the world and don't have those big uh, endorsement deals. Uh, but as far, I had one more point to make. Uh, I think, you know, people ask me, I was talking to some PGA officials. And they said this is bad for golf. Jay Monahan said this is bad. How is this bad for golf? It may be bad for the PGA Tour. It's not bad for golf. Anytime you have golf on the headlines of not just sports shows, but news shows, we have enough trouble getting in any newspaper the story of golf, unless it's a Tiger Woods scandal. You're having people that never don't even like golf talk about it. Whenever you talk about everybody golf, is. Whenever you talk about golf, whether it's good or bad, it's good for the game in my opinion because it exposes the game. It grows the game. No, that's a great point. I alluded to the J.U. Monaghan thing. He was on, if people missed it, watch it, uh, at the RBC Canadian when they were kind of backed up on 11 in the final round with Jim Nance. And I just, you know, you had some very interesting and very direct thoughts about what you thought about that interview with Jim Nance and Jay Monaghan, the PGA Tour Commissioner. It was over the top. I think he showed his cards. He's angry. I get it. I was surprised. I never saw any PGA Tour Commissioner, let alone Jay Monaghan, become so emotional and so angry so visibly angry i'm not sure that played well uh you know his anger was towards the players obviously really lambasting them that that flipped to the other tour uh and hinting that the pga tour is always changing you know i just don't think he handled it very well and i, I think he showed that he's angry and more importantly i think it showed that he's worried about the live tour i and think maybe he should be you're 100 percent right and, and back to the point about the guys that have left that have the 17 now that have been suspended and that you know have their tour status revoked do you think that there will be a way back for them down the road that'll be up to the commission but i think uh, yeah i mean especially if the live tour goes away in a couple of years you think dustin johnson and other top players should they go uh, you know you got 11 major winners out of the 48 players competing over there including three to last six master champs you think they're going to say no they can't come back and the pga tour has power but not as much power as people think they don't even control who gets in the pga championship that's the pga of america no they have a relationship with them and they may lean on them like they are trying to do with the masters but the rna they're going to let people play from the live tour in the, in the open championship aka british open the u.s open already is and I'm not sure the Masters likes being told what to do no. by anyone. So I don't know that it's going to impact if they can play in the majors in that. But obviously, the Ryder Cup, things like that, yeah, that's run by the, the, the PGA of America and the PGA Tour's influence on that. So we'll see. Jeff, you're a master predictor, also a trained weather spotter. Congrats on that, by the way. Five years from now, 
Is the live still around? What does it look like? What do you think happens in five years from now? I think some formation of a, another tour will be around. Uh, I don't know that it'll be the live tour, but I do think, uh, you know, there'll be some competition out there, and there's nothing wrong with competition. So I don't know if the live tour will be around, but I think another pro tour, competitive pro tour, will be around. All right, Jay Les, brilliant stuff as always. Before we have another epic duel like we had last night on the Wolverine, it was awesome. You played some of the best golf I've seen you play ever, and that's saying something because you're always uh, you're a top-level citizen, Joe. And a very average golfer, but go ahead. And I played solid, too. Uh, but let's talk U.S. Open, Brookline. I mean, this is going to be a true test. It's a classic old-school country club, the home of Francis Wilmette with that great thing with Ted Ray, the greatest game ever played at Walter Hagen, and, you know, the amateur to win a U.S. Open, all the history. Who do you think gets it done at Brookline this weekend? The, the original country club. That's why it's called the country yeah. club. And what's interesting to me is being a kind of a historian between the not wars, but I wouldn't say the incongruencies going on between the USGA and the PGA uh, Tour over the years and the PGA of America. Remember, the USGA would not have a US Open at Oakland Hills for so long because they had a PGA Championship and they had a Ryder Cup there. Yep. Well, guess who had maybe the most famous Ryder Cup of all time in 1999 at Brookline yep. at the Country Club? Uh-huh. And here you have the USGA going back there. And, of course, they're going back to Oakland Hills. Should they ever get a clubhouse done? In, yeah, let's get that soon. In 2030, whatever. Should we all? We should all live to see it. But nonetheless, uh, as far as this year's U.S. Open, I'm going with Cam Smith. Uh, he's never won a major. He's always, almost always, in the mix. Uh, you need to get very tiny greens there. Short game is going to be huge, and no one has a better short game than he does. If he can keep it somewhat straight off the tee, he'll be in the mix. Hey, Jeffrey, those many fans that listen to the award-winning Detroit Citycast know I love Cam Smith. We've given him out a few times this year. Jeff, thank you so much. Please listen to Lesson on Golf. What, what year is this for you again? I think it's number 27. And, of course, LessonOnGolf.com for the best deals in yeah. golf. we got all kinds of free golf balls out there, too. It's, it's nuts. And I'm not joking. It's the longest-running consecutive sh golf show in North America. So congrats on that. And one of the oldest reporters. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty young. Great stuff by you, Jeff. Let's follow him on Twitter at... Jeff Lesson, or is it Lesson? We, we change his Lesson on Golf on Twitter, or just Jeff Lesson? Yeah, now? Jeff Lesson. Yeah. The only trained spotter on Twitter. <laughs> I think you're the only trained spotter in Michigan, and definitely in the media. Uh, follow the Jeff Lesson. More to come on the Detroit CityCast. See you in a minute. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21, playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 270 7117. Great stuff by Jay Les. Appreciate his time and going with Cam Smith, who, of course, we've given out a couple times this year. Got us a first round win and a tournament win. Let's talk about my U.S. Open selections and listen. We've had a lot of success with golf this year. Six outrights, five of those pre-tournament, one before the final round. A bunch of top fives, a bunch of top tens, a bunch of top 20s. It's about time for the first time in about six weeks we get an outright. Listen, you, you had th two, three, four outrights a year. You're going to win a lot, a lot of money. You're going to be a massive profit master. I just want, I don't want to get greedy, but I really want some wins. I mean, we had Harold Varner that could have done it. We had Will Zalatoris a couple weeks ago in the PGA Championship. Tony Finau finished the second last week. We've been right there. 
But the U.S. Open, Brookline, the, the history, Francis Wilnett's house is on, what is it, on number 13. Uh, you know, this is the site of that famous Ryder Cup in 99. There is so much history at the U.S. Open in general, but at Brookline specifically, this is going to be awesome. And listen, this, is, this place is actually called the Country Club because it was the first Country Club. It's a classic U.S. Open course. We've seen a lot of courses over the last 20-plus years that are a lot different than Brookline, whether it's Beth Page or whether it's, uh, you know, some of the longer courses that we've seen the U.S. Open be held at. I mean, even Oakland Hills, uh, where the U.S. Open has been held at a couple times in the last 30 years. This is a classic course that really favors. They made it longer, obviously, well over 7,000 yards, 7,200 yards. It favors ball strikers, the way this course is set up. Yeah, if you're a bomber, if you're somebody like a Tony Finau, it's not going to necessarily hurt you, but you can win. U.S. Opens are, are you know, for so long, we're on courses where if you were a great tee to green player, a strokes gain approach type player, that you were going to be successful. By the way, uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick just, be, you know, after for about a year and a half, being number one in strokes gain, uh, you know, tee to green. He is now number two beyond Roy McIlroy because Roy McIlroy, uh, you know, just won the RBC Canadian Open and has, has been incredible with the way he's been able to drive the ball uh, as of late and just the strokes gained approach on that. But when you look at this, this particular year, this particular field, all the stuff going on with Liv and, you know, the focus back fake out on the U.S. Open, and you look at what Rory did last week to go back to back, it's it's so tough. I mean, the fact that these guys are even playing like the Rory's or Justin Thomas's weeks before, weeks after majors is, you know, because of this way the schedule is setting up this year round, basically wraparound schedule where, you know, some of these guys are still only playing 20, 25, 28 events, but they're playing the week before the week after. Sometimes I thought there was no reason Justin Thomas needed to play the week after he won the PGA championship against Will Zalatoris in the playoff. And of course he missed the cut. We gave you, you know, take him to miss the cut plus four fifty. but that's just kind of where we're at right now. Now with the whole live thing, maybe you're going to see guys do that even more, but you look at Rory, you know, try to go back to back weeks, nine to one, the favorite should be the favorite, but that's crazy to me. Not a lot of value, and to go back to back. Like if he hadn't won last week, and maybe lost in a playoff or finished tied third or something like that, then it definitely would be about Rory. Not going back to back. He's the favorite at nine to one. JT eleven to one. Scheffler, who's obviously struggled since the Masters. I mean, he's played some good golf too, and and, and had some victories. But uh, you know, last few weeks, not so much. Fourteen to one for Scheffler. John Rahm uh, at fourteen to one as well. Shoffley along with Cam Smith, both at 20 to one at Bet Rivers right now. Cantley, Fitzpatrick, 22 to one. Jordan Spieth, haven't really talked much about Jordan the last couple weeks, but he's primed and been playing really well. He's 25 to one. Sammy Burns, 28 to one. Remember, you used to be able to get Sam Burns at 100 to one, especially for a major. And Zalatoris, uh, along with Kyle Morikawa, all those guys at 28 to one. And then Shane Lowry, Joaquin Neiman, uh, well, Lowry at 30 to one, Joaquin Neiman and Victor Hovland at 33 to one. And then my man, Tony Fino almost got us an outright last week for about almost $1,700. Uh, he is 35 to one. So you look at the top guys, you look at what McElroy's value is and Thomas and Scheffler and Rob. I think if you're going to look at the top four guys, 
Scheffler, Rom, Thomas, McElroy. And as I mentioned in the majors, I like to hedge bets in a way because I like taking guys in the 20s or 30s or 40s or 50 and beyond to one. But this is a major. This is where the cream rises to the crop. You rarely see, you know, some just rando guy that is ranked 128th in the world or got on an exemption or you don't really see those guys contend and win. It happens. I mean, John Daly and others, we have Y.E. Yang, but it doesn't happen often, especially in the U.S. Open, which many believe is the toughest test in golf. I mean, the USGA wants the winning score to be even par plus one. I don't think that's going to happen this year at Brookline, but the scores aren't going to. I think the winning score can be five under, something like that. We'll see. But if you're looking at the top four guys, I'm not going to take Rory to go back to back. JT seems like he's obviously playing great golf, but kind of screwed things up last week. Scheffler's the guy you got to take. Uh, I don't really trust John Rahm right now. I mean, Rahm's still an amazing golfer, one of the best in the world, and was the former world number one as recently as, you know, what was it, four or five months ago. But to me, Scheffler, 14 to one, is the one you would use as a hedge because not that, you know, he you don't want to put a ton of money on him to win it anyway. I, I just always look for more value. So that's the hedge for me. But I've got four other plays for you, and I'm going to have matchups and, and, and other top fives and tens and twenties. If I, that I really like, I always post those on Twitter, but I'm going to give you four outrights that I love. And it's going to start with Matthew Fitzpatrick, as I mentioned, has taken over from where, you know, he's been supplanted by Roy McElroy as number two uh, now stroke uh, strokes gained on approach. And you look at Fitzpatrick 22 to one. I know that, you know, we, we saw some 26 to one and, and 28 to one, but he's down for a reason. I still think there's value at 22 to one. Matthew Fitzpatrick has been knocking on the door. This court suits his game. I love Fitzy at 22 to one. You know, I'm going back to the Zellator as well. He almost cashed big for us at the PGA Championship. This course is perfect for a ball striker like Will Zalatoris, 28 to one. Full, by the way, full unit play on Fitzpatrick. All these plays I'm giving you now are full unit plays. Fitzpatrick. And Zalatoris each for a unit. I got Zalatoris at 30 to 1, but I still would take him up to 25 to 1. These odds kind of you know bump around up and down at different sites. And obviously, Bet Rivers uh to me has had the most sustained value when it's coming to golf betting. Because I've looked at other sites, and you might see on one site, you know, a guy like Burns is you know 23 to 1. Another site, 25 to one. Another site, 30 to one. Bet Rivers, 28 to one, 29 to one. It seems like Bet Rivers is always right towards the higher end. Obviously, not for everybody, but that's why I like, uh, you, you know, the value of betting golf at Bet Rivers. And of course, they offer cash outs live as it goes on as well. So, full unit plays on Fitzpatrick and Colin Morikawa. And now, I have not given you a unit and a half play yet on this show. Here's our first one. And it's my man, Shane Lowry. You got to gobble up as soon as you can. He's 30 to one. I've seen these odds go down. There are people that are taking Shane Lowry. Talk about a course fit. This guy has been so solid for several years. Now he's been solid in the U.S. Open. I look at Shane Lowry, and I think this could be the time that Lowry gets the job done. And I'm going to put a unit and a half on Shane Lowry at 30 to one and feel really, really good about it. And I think you wouldn't be surprised if, Shane Lowry is leading after round number one or right in the mix after round number one or two. And to me, this is a perfect, perfect course fit for my man, Shane Lowry. And, you know, this is a guy who has made the cut in six of his last seven U.S. Opens. He hasn't necessarily seriously contended since a runner-up at Oakmont six years ago, but he's played basically some of the best golf of his life. I love 
Shane Lowry for a unit and a half play. The first one we've given out on this show, and hopefully it comes through for us. And then we're going to go back to the Tony Finau. Well, Finau played so great last week. He can bomb his drives. As I mentioned, this course normally are the U S opens. Normally you're not necessarily set up for, you know, an advantage for bombers. This course, the way they've kind of expanded it, uh, you know, with this great history going back that, you know, uh, over a century at Brookline, it's not going to hurt a guy like Finau. And with the way he played last week, like I said, if Rory had lost, let's say, in a playoff or failed, like, you know, Joaquin Neiman has, you know, with chances to win tournaments and, uh, you know, what we saw happen with Justin Thomas towards the end of last week. And, you know, when we, we've seen guys that had chances to win these tournaments and gave it away, like, you know, Mito Pereira, for example, uh, at the PGA Championship, I would, you know, if they if they won, I'm not going to take them to go back to back. It's so tough to win in general, but on the PGA Tour, it's super super tough to go back to back. Finau is right there, full unit play. He's 35 to one at Bet Rivers. Absolutely love him. So there you go, Tony Finau, Zalatoris, Shane Lowry, and uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, and of course the hedge bet uh, with one of the top four odds guys is with Scotty Scheffler. I mean, I would throw a unit on Scheffler. I mean, it's not going to pay as much as obviously the other bets, but Scheffler is so damn good. You you don't want to, you know, risk not having one of those top four guys. It's a lot of times you don't see a winner of a major. And then, you know, we haven't had the winner of the Masters come as a favorite since Tiger Wood in 06. That was 16 years ago. So that's something I brought up when we did our Masters preview show. A lot of times, the high majority of times, it is not one of the top two, three, or four odds, uh, you know, men, when it comes to these, these majors. So those are the plays I have. I looked at a couple others just to let you know where my head's at. If you want to make some further plays, I thought about taking Harold Varner, the third 66 to one, like there is value there. I thought about Mito Pereira girls came so close to the PGA. He is 60 to one. And I, I thought, listen, Billy Horschel, I don't think is winning the U S open, but after what he did a couple weeks ago, 55 to one, those are three that I thought about throwing at least a half unit on not going to do it, but those are some thoughts of where I'm at, uh, you know, and what I wanted to do if I was going to make more uh, additional plays on my four uh, outrights but with the hedge with Scotty Scheffler. So that's where I'm at with those. As I mentioned, if there's things that I like, whether it comes to matchups over the weekend, live in-betting type things, obviously we'll talk about this on the, the show on, on uh, Friday leading into the weekend, but you'll always be able to find that stuff on my Twitter at DanLeach971, so please check that out. That's going to do it for me today. Thanks again to Jeff Lesson. We'll talk a lot of NBA finals coming up on the Throw Day Thursday show. Uh, throw, down, or, uh, throw down Thursday show, excuse me. Is this series going to end? Will Wiggins win the MVP? Are the Warriors going to take care of the Boston Celtics in six, or are we going to go back to Golden State for a game seven? We'll get all that coming up on the Throwdown Thursday show. That's going to do it for me, though, today, live up here at Grand Traverse in beautiful northern Michigan. Until next time, keep reaching for the stars, believe in the dream. Dan Leach the Squatch from TC, out.